Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we were joined, as always, uh, of a Friday by Martin Kellner, squad number nine. Yeah. Covering some of the TVs watched this week, sport on TV, including the new Tyson Fury documentary on Netflix, The At Home with the Fury. Mm. See what he made of that and other fine shows. Uh, Tommy Banks is a chef, a Sunderland fan, cricket fan. And uh, we had a good chat with him. Yeah, he had news of an interesting event coming up. That's right. Took us backstage into a busy uh, kitchen and, uh, yeah, talked a bit of sports. And David Beckham has gone back to an old hairstyle and Andy was interested to know whether he was still a bit of a style counsellor when it came to people's choice of haircuts. So we headed off to the only man we know, really. That's uh, Rob from Turnstiles, the football barbers in Surrey. And he told us whether he'd had many coming in for the new Beckham look. Hmm. So that should do you. We had a chat. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And, of course, as you'd expect, the papers are absolutely full of excitement uh, leading up to the Women's World Cup final on Sunday yeah. morning. We are here, too, as well. But I, I'm quite fascinated by this, the attitude people have to flying out to Australia for the game. So, for yeah. example, uh, Prince William, he's been really criticised because he's not going to the game mm. because he wants to keep his carbon footprint down. But Alex Scott, she is going, but that, that she's been criticised because she's going. She's so, already there working. No, no, she isn't she's she? here. She's been here. Here in England, so apparently didn't didn't some of them fly over for the semi-final mm, the other day? It says, it says here before suddenly flying Alex Scott to Australia, but that's not. Yeah, but they they worked it the other day. That's why they're there. Yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah, in, they're it's in the by state. the by, oh, okay, isn't it? Because what the point? The point of all of this <laughs> what is, is the point of all this. The end? point of all of this is what is it? Andy? The plane's going anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so if Prince William or Alex Scott are either on or not on the plane. Just the, plane, the two of them. The plane is still flying that'd there. Be a, it's still a, using up the fuel. Just the it's two still... of them. Could they, keep, <laughs> could they keep a conversation going for 24 hours? <laughs> Who'd be the first one to say? I suppose I'd feel for Alex because there yeah. might come a point where you've talked about Villa, yeah. you know, you've you've talked a bit about what it's like to be mm. uh, the future king and in the end you think, I just want to watch a film or read my book. Or <laughs> but he'd probably get the kit. same. Well, I, it may be, I, but I think it's difficult for her. Protocol mm. would mean if he kept droning on, yeah, she'd, she'd just have to, to listen. She'd just yeah, have to sit. True. If he wanted to stay up, if if you know, if, if he just asked for a Red Bull, said, "You know what? I think I'm gonna pull an all nighter." <laughs> Let's get Alex. Think, oh God, I've got all the films on what the iPad. Thought. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, biggest shock story for me today. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this, Andy. Uh, this was uh, news about uh, the singer from uh, from Mungo Jerry. Um, have you ever, you know the guy? You know Jerry? The band. Um, yeah, no, Ray Dorsey. Oh, Ray Dorsey. Yeah, yeah, singer from uh, no, Jerry. That was the band. Yeah. 
singer from Mungo Jerry. Yeah. And uh, I saw him, he was thanking RNLI after he had to be pulled from Ooh. shallow water in his uh, boat. And oh. you wouldn't expect that to happen, really, would you, in the summertime when the weather is fine? <laughs> you wouldn't expect... That, you would that, not that to happen, would you? No, my late mum Slightly always labored. used to call them Mungo Jennings. For some reason, <laughs> <laughs> I love those when they get slightly wrong. We've had a few of those over the years. Mungo Jennings. Mm, oh, okay. Well, we have. That's let tremendous. me let me consult my list for <laughs> yeah, some of the very best. <laughs> I used to work with a football journalist who never quite got the hang of Ryan Giggs oh, yeah. and called him. <laughs> Ryan Gibbs. Ryan and Gibbs. it was like fingers down a blackboard. <laughs> it's quite so there's that young lad at Manchester United, Ryan Gibbs, and you go, oh, just, we just, just don't say <laughs> that again. OK, these are some of the others the talk sport listeners have given us over the years. Um, well, well, they, yeah, well let's, let's return to it. Sugar Ray Lewis was somebody's <laughs> old mum. Normally it was your old mum yeah, or your yeah, nan. That's right. Yeah. Um, what about that uh, Maurice Chevalier? That was supposed to be Lawrence Delalio. Um, um, what about that L. Not William? said mum, meaning Emmeline Hughes. Um, we had, um, yeah, where were the uh, Ray Parlu, somebody oh, used to good, call yeah. him, our own Ray Parlu, sounded Excellent, like a Greek yeah. commentator. Hmm. Uh, Jimi Hendrix playing snooker, that was for Stephen hmm. Hendry. Uh, Maradonaki, as in, it's supposed to be Maldonaki, <laughs> but called him Maradonaki. That's good too. Um, the, the city's Irish keeper at the time, Carl O'Nash, that's what they thought the name <laughs> Very was. Very good, yeah. Uh, the owner of Harrods and Fulham was Muhammad Ali, according to somebody's <laughs> nan. Rude Hullet, in the hands of someone's mum, was Rutger Mullet. Yeah, I remember Rutger That's a good Mullet. one, yeah. Uh, Patrick Viagra, <laughs> in the midfield for Arsenal. <laughs> Tremendous. Um, say nothing. Um, Johnny Scroff and Nesbitt uh, were Johan Cruyff and Johan Naiskins. <laughs> it wasn't one of our own newsreaders. <laughs> From the world of rugby league, Ellery Handley was known to someone's uh, nan as uh, Edmund Hillary. <laughs> Uh, King Cladsey, to an old yeah. city supporting name, was Clinky Clanky. Fair enough. And um, <laughs> Boris Mikhailov was described the then Reading goalkeeper by someone's <laughs> relative as, what about that Mick Hayloft? <laughs> Tremendous player. Do you get the idea with that? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, also, uh, yeah, er Ernie Beckleston. You can guess which <laughs> that one was from the world of Formula One. <laughs> Tremendous. So if you've got any like that, Mungo Jennings, go on then. Uh, Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet. T-S-H-N-J. Tommy Banks, celebrity mm. chef, is joining us a little bit later on. Uh, he's been, uh, say, cooking at Lord's during the ashes. And you were looking for a cricket-themed menu. What did you come up with? Oh, uh, we had... Uh, uh, well, the producer came up with Derek Underwood-fired pizza. That's good, yeah. You have to wet them. Get them really <laughs> wet on top and then sort of stick them in the Underwood-fired pizza. You've really got to know your cricket for that. Yeah. And uh, Ben Crispy Duckett. That's right. Didn't you kick us off with... A, what was it? The, I've forgotten it. It was Fred Truman, wasn't it? Oh, was what you, was it? Oh, fried Truman. Fried Truman. <laughs> fried Truman. I wasn't even counting that. Yeah, it'd be fried Yorkshire puddings, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would. Almost everything, certainly. Everything deep fried. Fish and slips, says Mick in Hounslow. Thank <laughs> well you, done, Mick. Well Mick. Uh, Hungarian googly ash, says Glenn the Happy mm, Hammer. No, I'm not having that You're one. You're not having that no, one? No, oh, blimey. Sorry, setting the bar high for a I change. Am. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, do your worst, and we'll we'll get probably an audio thousand-yard stare from Tommy Banks <laughs> when we run some of these past him. He'll go... Yeah, yeah, very funny. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Chef, restauranter, Sunderland fan mm. and friend of the cricket stars and cooking at Lords. He'll be telling us a bit about that uh, during the during the Ashes. Uh, Tommy Banks is with us and off the back of that, Andy, you wanted to build a bit of a 
cricketing menu, yes, didn't you? Fantastic. Well, we had a few. Uh, there's a lot of lamb. Uh, uh, <laughs> there would be. Dan, there's an awful <laughs> fine leg of lamb, a lot of that sort of stuff. There's Jacket Potato Russell from Neil in <laughs> Cheltenham. I quite like, they're pretty straightforward from Dan in Weymouth, uh, Stuart Cheese Broad. It's not bad, <laughs> not is it? Bad, it does bad, the job. Yeah, Joe Root, vegetable crisps, yeah, of course. Thank you very much. It's not really um, a, a also, um, I, I mentioned earlier on that the lead singer of Mungo, Jerry. Oh, yeah, mm. we're Zeitgeist on here. Oh, we're down. Yeah, very much We're, so, we're yeah. talking about all the latest bands. <laughs> but there was a reason for that. Um, but I did mention it, and Andy was telling me, his, was it your old mum? Yeah, my late mum, yeah. She used to call uh, the band Mungo Jennings. <laughs> and um, so bad, we've gotten some nice mispronunciations from you all. My mum, being Sicilian, says Joe, the gooner from hearts finds it easier to call mike tyson mike tarzan yeah, fair <laughs> enough i can get that it seems pretty good yeah. uh, my mate's dad used to call whitney houston winfrey hefston okay. <laughs> really <laughs> which sounds like a <laughs> firm of ambulance chasing lawyers andy and lester doesn't it really and uh, i do like this one um my mum said the lady outside the co-op was collecting she's giving out daffodils and collecting she's collecting for mariah carey <laughs> which was nice says marcus in not uh Marie curie so uh keep those coming um, there's one for tommy banks here isn't it uh, not strictly sport but my mother-in-law discussing the cooking skills of blooming hestenthal <laughs> <laughs> not bad, is it? there's no need for bad language <laughs> Uh, so keep those coming. Bruce French onion soup, says Steve in East Yorkshire. We'll keep putting the cricketing menu together. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet um, TSH&J. Now, Andy, you're telling me you've seen pictures of uh, David Beckham, my distant relative. Still haven't yes. written that begging letter. Um, but, uh, yes, um, he's got a new haircut. Yeah, David Beckham. Uh, David Bearcut. David Bearcut. <laughs> Has he got a Bearcut? That's a Christian Aldo. I thought no, I'd say David Beckham's David Bear, Christian Aldo, David Bearcut. <laughs> David Beckham's new look floats his boat, says the sun. He oh, shoved. Yeah. He, no, he shoved. He showed off his shaved <laughs> head. You can, see, no, you can see why I did it. Yeah. He showed off his shaved head yeah. in Italy. But put on a bucket hat before wife, Victoria, 49, took holiday snaps of him. Probably bung them on Instagram. Yeah. The England footy ace, 48, thank you. Joke with fans, nothing much changes. Got bored with my hair, chopped it off. Now, uh, throughout the years, and it was probably David Beckham's many hairstyles that, that got us first chatting to our next guest. Mm. Um, that he's had so many different ones, and he was a bit of an uh, influencer, wasn't he? People would go in style and, and they'd go into our next guests and say... Yeah, can you give me the latest David Beckham? Uh, Rob Albury joins us from uh, Turnstiles in uh, Oxted in Surrey, um, the sports barbers. Good afternoon, Rob. Good afternoon, fellas. How are you? Good, yeah, thank good you. Things. Yes, nice to have a new David Beckham or an old David Beckham haircut, uh-huh. which he's brought back. Um, is it a buzz cut, you called it? And it is, yeah, it's, 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 it's a number one or something like that. Yeah. Um, is it? Do you think? He st- do you think you, you expect he'll still have the influence he used to have? Um, probably not as much pulling power as he used to have on getting people to get their hair cut like him. But uh, it's always uh, well, he's still making the papers, isn't he? You know, he has a crew cut and, he, and he's in the paper. But I remember the first time he had a crew cut, and it was you know almost headline news, really, back yeah. in the sort of early two thousands. Made the front pages, didn't it? Yeah. That's very yeah. true. I mean, I can't really think of it. Apart from Erling Haaland, it's got such a distinctive hairstyle that's not really something you can have cut, is it? No, is there don't any, have it cut, yeah, clearly. Is there anyone that, that's really influencing people on the street now, for football-wise? Uh, well, the youngsters probably get quite a lot of people coming in asking for Jack Grealish's haircut. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a few Haaland's, Nunes. 
Um, but um, yeah, it's kind of there's quite a lot of colour coming in now, or blonde rather, bleaching. Yeah, you know, Anthony yeah. and NC So Brighton and uh, Trossard of Arsenal. You know, they've all had that full bleach look on the top. It's the yeah, we've seen a lot of players doing that. Uh, I saw uh, Harry Wilson at Fulham saying that um, you've got to be careful. I mean, he's got. I mean, I'm sure he paid handsomely and got a very mm. professional you job. Need a lot of upkeep there because the roots. You know, it, your roots coming through. No, it, it, he was saying today it ended up being a lot brighter than he expected, and he's had a bit of clog in the Fulham dressing room. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Do you do yeah, that? Do you it, offer that as a service in your place? Uh, we, we don't so, not so much now. No, in the in the early days when people were having a lot more colour, but you don't you don't really see it too much on the high street. Wow. So I mean, I suppose the one we were saying that probably the great mm. mistake in David Beckham's uh, sort of haircut history were the cornrows. That that that, that didn't yeah. really work, did it? I don't think. I don't think you got many coming in. I asking, think it offended people. As yeah, well. asking asking for that. No, that was in his Real Madrid days, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he had a mohawk, I remember, once as well, and that, oh, uh, yeah. that upset a few mums when their kids wanted to come in and have that. But he's had a, you know, for the, he's had a long crew cut side part, and he's pretty much had the lot. Yeah. I was just, I mean, no one comes in for a mohawk anymore, do they? I mean, Jerry, how many mohawks do you do a week? Uh, zero. <laughs> Not big. Look, You've always got to be prepared, though. Yeah. Just in always case. Always prepared. Just yeah, in case uh, somebody does. Yeah. Personally, I prefer the sort of Chilwell classic sort of Madison look. That that type of haircut, really. Mm. Although I think Madison, I don't know how many times he puts his hand through his hair per game, but it must be. Uh, Getting yeah. on for about fifty, I reckon. And he's got, and he's got a problem with um, uh, Cucurella at uh, his club, yeah. Chelsea. He, he thinks it's not just his hair, to be fair. No. <laughs> it's more his positional sense, <laughs> yeah. I'd say, <laughs> but not yeah. necessarily in that order. But you don't like the the fact that he always fiddles with his hair. He's always I putting the Alice band back on. I think it's distracting. Yeah. He's always yeah. putting it behind his ears. You think, why don't you look? You're a professional footballer, mate. Just get your hair cut. Just, you know, right. it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. Diff- I, I don't get it. I don't, and especially as he's had such an abysmal time since he left Brighton. I don't know about well, you, I su- but I, su- I support Brighton, so I watched him for a for a whole season doing that with his hair. But he was brilliant with that. Yeah, but... I know, but he's been abysmal for Chelsea. So I, I think <laughs> if it was me, I'd go. I mean, I had a setback in my career, and I, when I had long hair, and the first thing I did, I went and cut my hair. So I thought, well, I've got to, ch- I've got to change my look. Was it was it very long? Was was all behind me. It wasn't well, a great like, it, like your career, basically. <laughs> Very much so. Was it, um, <laughs> so was it hair-related while you got knocked back? Was it directly... I think it was. Yeah. So you screen-tested for something, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. I screen-tested you... for a news-reading job, and I put a suit on and everything, but I had this ridiculous, like, almost like a mullet. It was a bit Sideshow Bob, wasn't it? Was, I've seen yeah. pictures. Yeah. No one wants Sideshow Bob reading the news, the woman who was auditioning me, I think she took one look at me and went, Next. <laughs> so it's a shame, really, because I was well qualified the way I read out loud. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> you prove every day on this station you would have been a natural. Oh, so, uh, so yeah. And how's business, Rob? As good as ever? You, you, any innovations in the shop? We, we go on to you first because it, the, the real football-themed barbers, is that still as strong as ever in your place? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, have got a strong football theme, as always. I've changed it over the years. but mm. um, Update yeah. the pictures. People don't come in for a Stan yeah. Matthews anymore. <laughs> the one yeah, who some, had... of the old, some of the older gentlemen do. Yeah, come yeah. In, give us a Tom Finney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gil Merrick. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. The best one that was, remember Richard Walker, Richard the old Walker. Villa player? He did look like an old 50s in the, poster. In the early in 2000s, he had the crinkle-cut hair of a player from the 1950s. <laughs> I don't know how he did yeah. it. It was a beautiful look. So uh, yeah. Anyway, Rob, I was just, love... I was just, sorry, I was 
Sorry, yeah, sorry. Now, what was you going to say? Sorry. I was just, I was just, just going to say, I picked up the latest Panini book, which mm. is uh, 1978 to 85, all in Panini stickers. Mm. And some of the haircuts in there are priceless. Oh, they're some Absolutely man. brilliant. They're you awesome. should offer a special offer reproducing them. I mean, yeah, what about a special Panini week? Get sponsored <laughs> and give people real 70s haircuts. Yeah, Carlos Valderrama. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, real yeah. big old barnets, <laughs> the old uh, curly perms and stuff. Brilliant. Cheers, Rob. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Cheers. There, Rob Albury there from... Uh, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, chef and restaurateur Tommy Banks is a uh, cricket fan, a Sunderland fan, so he'll be delighted uh, that uh, he's going to be rocking up at Lord's and serving up a feast. He's here to tell us more. Uh, good afternoon, Tommy. Afternoon, guys. How are you doing? Good, good thank you. So, uh, yeah, this is, yeah. A, this is an event you've got on at Lord's. Tell us a bit more about it. Yeah, so it's called the Home of Food Festival. Obviously, Lord's being the home of cricket. And, uh, I mean, I'm a huge cricket fan, so we've been running a, a restaurant for the test matches for the last few years. And that's, uh, you know, I'd have dreamt of being a cricketer growing up. So to be able to do the next best thing uh, cooking uh cooking at lords for the big games has been a been a massive thing for me but um the idea of the food festivals to bring a new audience in, into lords because i don't know if anyone listening is and i'm sure a lot of people have been to lords but it's the most incredible venue mm. it's not just like a sporting venue it's it's a piece of history it's a museum it's everything at the same time um so their plan with the festival is to bring some of the uk's best chefs there uh, there is some cricket going on as well uh, and uh, and just make the most amazing festival, and hopefully, you know, a lot of families come along, and it's a, a really nice, uh, really nice vibe. Where are you yeah. going to be doing it in the sort of uh, in the sort of hospitality section, the big sort of hospitality tents up by the nursery ground? Is it is it there? Yeah, a lot of the festivals focus around the nursery ground. Yeah, mm. so we're going to have a, we've got like a chef demo stage on the nursery ground itself. Uh, we've got uh, Richard Corrigan, um, the brilliant uh, chef, is doing the Harris Gardens at the total other end uh, near the pavilion. He's doing an activation in there. So it's all, if you entered through the, the Grace Gates, uh, it's all that side of the ground. So coming down past the mound stand and into the into the nursery. The nursery pavilion's going to have uh, Waitrose Cookery School doing uh, kids' cookery uh, demonstrations and the kids' cookery schools in there. So it's using all that part of the ground, but... Kind of the most fun thing for me is on the Saturday, it's the National Knockout Final. Oh, right. So uh, the National Knockout is like uh, village cricket teams. Mm, and the, the the winners get to, well, the two finalists get to play at Lords. So like, as a kid growing up, that was always the thing is if you could get your way to Lords. And normally, you know, they'll, they'll bring all of their supporters down with them and there might be five, 600 people in to watch it. But these these lads are going to be playing cricket probably in the biggest day of their amateur sporting career with possibly you know, 10,000 people uh, watching them play cricket as well as the food festivals. So that's quite a fun part of it. Yeah, I've been to that because a guy I know lived in a village in Cornwall and his team got to the final. So you went to the game? Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. You've got some real culinary stars there you mentioned and also Gavin, Gareth Ward, rather, who's really yeah. highly rated, isn't he? I don't know if you've seen... Um, Tom Kerridge's program, but it's it's fascinating to people who aren't in the restaurant business. So you know, there's so much goes into you know this because you're a chef, but yeah. to to the layperson, you don't realize how much goes into a top class restaurant. Oh yeah, my my wife made me sit down and watch a couple of episodes of, of that the other night, which is a bit of a busman's holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. relax and watch a bit <laughs> of TV. But but it's it's really true, um, and I I think like watching some of the characters in it, and I know a few of the characters in it, and. You sort of you feel a lot of empathy. Uh, it's it's a tough business with you know very very small uh, margins, um, and I think the last few years 
have been very difficult for the industry as a whole. Um, but what we should be very proud of in the UK is we've got some of the most incredible talent. And I think throughout the world now, we're sort of recognised as being a real culinary uh, destination. And you've like Gareth, he's won the best uh, restaurant. He's, he has a restaurant in Wales, uh, but he's won the UK's best restaurant for the last two years in a row. And he's just he's going to be in the uh, in the chicken shack, which is under next to the media centre. And he's going to be cooking katsu chicken all weekend. But if you've got a two missing, two missing starred chef making fried chicken, you know it's going to be pretty, uh, it's going to be pretty special. Uh, the listeners couldn't resist getting a bit pantastic, uh, Tommy. Today they've got some stuff for the menu for you. Um, Szechuan tendorka, someone suggested. <laughs> Lewis, the Liverpool fan in Southport. Of course, we got umpire David Shepherd's pie from oh, somebody you. else. Oh, it, nice. Ian, both ham and pea soup, says John the Swindon <laughs> fan. Rob, key lime pie. Yes, Chris of in Lincoln. Yeah, you get the idea <laughs> with that. Uh, Annual apple crumbly, says Jimmy <laughs> and Pesta. Carrot and coriander and soup. I'll just give you one more before we all go mad. Uh, we've got to have a Brad hog roast, haven't we? Of course we have. Uh, so there we are. We exhausted those. Yeah. Why Sunderland for you? You're, I say you're North North Yorkshire. I mean, you, so I mean, you yeah, had options, yeah. but you you've gone Sunderland. Well, it was one magic night on Wearside actually. So I grew up in the '90s when Man United were dominant, and I so by proxy I was this Man United fan. And I went up to watch a League Cup game. It must have been the year 2000. Uh, Peter Reid would have been manager of Sunderland. Uh, Man, it was quite late on. It must have been quarter final. I think Man United had a good team out: York, Cole, Sheringham, David Beckham was still there. Like the works, Roy Keane, everybody. And Sunderland beat them 2 1. Um, Kevin Phillips and Julio Arker goals. And Wearside was just rocking. And as like a 10 year old, I was just just taken away by it. And I was like, right, I'm Sunderland till I die. Um, and to be honest, though, in my whole time sporting Sunderland, that was probably the highlight of, <laughs> of where we managed to get to. Um, but uh, yeah, you can't check. Once you've made your allegiance, you can't really change, can you? Yeah. And have you got to know some of the, the England boys, the cricketers, uh, in, in your line of work? Yeah, yeah, we we do come across quite a lot of the lot of the lads. Um, I'm actually at Roots, our restaurant in York now, and Harry Brook has been in a few times. And when he came in last summer, and I was talking to him, and since then he's uh, he's averaged over a hundred in yeah. all formats. So I always, <laughs> I always text you. him and say, "You better get get yourself booked in again, mate, before your form runs out." <laughs> yeah, well, he's missed out on the on the World Cup, yeah. hasn't he? So which was all yeah, a bit so of a surprise. He's at a reserve. Yeah, I think he will see if there's anybody drops out, he'll, he'll still be involved. We uh, we always do the Cheltenham Festival, and this year we were with uh, Michelle Rue, uh, oh. and he was getting ready to cater for, I can't, God knows, eight, 900 people or whatever. And we were backstage seeing the operation, and it, it is massive, isn't it, when you do a big event like Lords, like a Lords Test match. Yeah. This, uh, I mean, it's very different, again. I guess, from the service you're doing in, in, your, in your restaurants or your pubs and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. It's it's very <clears throat> adrenaline-based. I think it helps that I love sport in general. So <clears throat> when we do, we actually shared a kitchen with Michelle uh, probably a couple, few weeks, well, a few months after that uh, at Wimbledon. <clears throat> um, so he was doing a big thing at Wimbledon and we cooked the champion's dinner for Alcaraz afterwards and we were like crossing over, taking over his kitchen, yeah, which is nice. quite good fun. But I, I love it because I, I think just being there, I love being there for the big sporting events, but it is almost like running a sporting event because you are, you're turning up and it's quite a high performance environment. It's sort of, you've got to go in, deliver uh, and, and get out. So it is a real, yeah, adrenaline based, based thing. But yeah, Michelle's one of the best in the game without a doubt at that. So at the Home of Food, you can find all the tickets at the Lord's website. I've just put in Home of Food into Google. You'll get all the info, ticket prices, and you can follow Tommy at TommyBanks8 on Twitter. Um, good to talk to you, Tommy. Thanks very much for joining us. 
Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Take yeah. care. Mm, there we are. There's I Tommy. Like the sound there. of that. I might go to that. Sounds really good. Can go along? Yeah. It's a fun game of cricket because he's right. You get yeah. players who never get to a lot play of good, at Lords. And a lot know. of good food as well you yeah. can try on the day. Mm. Okay, so that's on, yeah, uh, 9th and 10th of September if you fancy going along. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to look at a week of sport on TV in the company of uh, squad number nine, uh, our very own Martin Kellner, the king of overnights. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon, boys. Lovely to join you in vision. Yes, indeed. Oh, yes, there he Where is. Are you? We're going to get him up on the screen so we can all <laughs> see him see in glorious Technicolor. Uh, Martin, um, what's, what's taking your eye this week? Well, I've been watching At Home with the Furies, mm. which uh, disappointingly is not a reality show featuring the Irish folk band oh. uh, with Davey <laughs> Arthi. Sadly, I was looking forward to a bit of crack, mm. a bit of the crack there, you know, mm. uh, when you were just 16 <laughs> and uh, Danny Boy and all that. Yeah. It's Tyson Fury, um, obviously. Um, didn't like it, really. I couldn't see the point of it. Oh. Um, I, I know Tyson himself got fed up with it sort of halfway through. Mm. He got fed up doing it, and I got pretty fed up watching it. It's, <laughs> we've, been there, we've been there before. Do you know what I mean? It's the same It's the same old, same old. I mean, he, he's retired. Obviously, the programme starts, and he's uh, three weeks into his retirement. He runs through his various issues, you know, ADHD, bipolar, depression, and all that. And you think to yourself... Retirement isn't really uh, what he needs. I mean, uh, and uh, as I say, he did get fed up the, the several episodes of this on uh, Netflix. Uh, he did get fed up sort of making it halfway through. It features not just him, but all his um, his family, his wife, Paris, his dad, John, who remarkably almost exactly the same as him. Yeah. Talks mm. exactly like him. That's it. Oh, really? Oh, I'm, I'm really John Fury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. very very similar and then his, his brother Tommy Fury obviously also a boxer met his girlfriend Molly May on um, Love Island mm. his kids who are all Venezuela and Adonis and Valencia yeah. and Tachi they're all in it as well and it's the same old thing I mean if you've seen the Kardashians if you've seen the Amir Khan mm. uh, programme if you've seen any of those uh, reality shows does it feel um, a bit contrived yeah. then Martin yes 
Yeah, very contrived. But they are. I mean, that's that's the whole thing about them. They mm. are contrived. Um, and I don't know. Um, I mean, see what the point is. The point is money. The point is people are, are fairly. I mean, he comes over well. Yeah. Uh, his his wife's very intense. Paris, hmm. but um, you know she she comes over perfectly well as well. You know, because it starts off with this one of the kids. Uh, it's a christening for one of the kids, and they get prepared for that. Um, and you know, I'm not really bothered. And then he's got <laughs> no, his uh, <laughs> no, precisely. And he it starts off with his dog, and he's walking his dog on the front at Morecambe. I have to say, Morecambe looks quite good. Hmm. So it's a good um, advert for Morecambe, if nothing else. It's a hell of a good advert for Morecambe. They've done a, <laughs> done a hell of a job. Uh, and the, <laughs> the way they've done it is they've uh, they've stayed on the front. They've, no, there's not too many of the back streets, if you like, not too many of the shopping streets. Right. So we just get the uh, you know the vista of the seafront, which is actually quite nice. But he's, he's walking his dog uh, on the seafront there, and uh, the dog, he's cleaning up after his dog, and he runs out of you know bags to scoop it in. And he mm. shouts out, "Anybody got a got a carrier bag?" And I think you can't just put it in an ordinary carrier oh, bag. I wouldn't have thought. Um, I've got a dog myself, but you know, I mean, you've got dogs, haven't you? You can. I mean, um, you can. You have a lot of multi bins yeah. these days. If you want to get technical, they'll take both. Will they? Yes, oh, well, they fair. will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Good yeah. news. As long as you don't give it to someone to go and get their shopping yeah. in afterwards. Well, yeah, that's not well, great. Yeah. Anyway, it's, perf- it's perfectly inoffensive, but oh, I can't see the point. Not for you. Okay, yeah, it's on yeah. Netflix. Not for me. Definitely not for me. Let's that, move on to. Let's move on winning to time. Winning yeah. Time, which is, yeah. before you say anything, I want to say I think is the best portrayal of sport on film I've ever seen. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. got a great cast you, as well. So. Yeah, and you mentioned it last week, and I thought I'd forgotten the time. I've watched it all before. I watched season one before. Mm. But if you've never seen it, definitely, definitely, everything you have to endorse, something you say there, Andy, watch it. I mean, uh, John C. Riley as uh, Dr. Jerry Buss. Yeah. Um, he is fantastic. I mean, it's mm. not just a great comb over. It's, uh, <laughs> it's I love that. I mean, the opening scene as well, where it's this basketball. It's like great sex. It's always moving. It's rhythmic. It's up close and personal. And there are no pads or helmets for protection. <laughs> you know, in, in most cases, that would would probably be true. Mm. Um, and it starts with this scene in the Playboy Mansion. It's really reminding me of a lot. Uh, Boogie Nights. You know. Yeah, it's got that Nights. feel. The way they've they kind of shot it. It looks like a show that was yeah. made in the 80s it looks very grainy and sort of like it was made in in that era oh totally i, mm. I really really enjoy i mean enjoy the whole thing of it and there's so many great details so the you know that when they serve magic johnson i mean obviously it's it's the rise of the, the subtitle is it's winning time the rise of the lakers dynasty and we're mm. on to season two now um which is not as funny i don't think as season one um, but still great to watch. I like all that uh, destroying the fourth wall business. Yeah. There's a lot of um, mm. what I like to call fleabaggery. Yeah, yeah, it's, is, it's, uh, it's excellent. Yeah, there's yeah, it's yeah. two episodes into the second series. You can, they're all on Sky Atlantic, I think, aren't they, Martin? Yeah. Sky Atlantic, catch, yeah. Well, catch worth, up with well, them. well worth watching. Oh, the music's, music's great as well. Yeah, the music's sensational. I often just like every, mm. at the end of every show, you end up shazamming that last song. Yeah, yeah, some gold, yeah, yeah. Some real gold That's on true. there. It's um, brilliant stuff. So um, I, we had the, the guys behind this uh, pop into the studio. We haven't got a lot of time left, but we, no, we, it's Mission to Burnley. Uh, and I, I've watched all four now because I did really enjoy it, actually. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I mm. thought it was great. I've, and I watched the first one last week and I talked about that then. Then I watched the uh, others now. 
and uh, it's brilliant and the access is great see i mean the thing about the, the alan pace the guy who's taking over in his little consortium there is they're all mormons mm. and being mormons the idea is you know spreading the good news so there's never any problem with him with him talking giving interviews you know giving updates on exactly what's going on because that's what the whole religion is about i mean the religion is a missionary religion if mm. you ever go to salt lake city they'll they'll talk you through it but yeah. that, that's what it's about it's going out and being missionaries and the fact that he's doing that um with burnley is um is quite interesting and i love it. and he, he said and it starts off um and as we mentioned last week i mean they picked a brilliant season to do it because mm. it starts off with them down in the championship and struggling you yeah. know there were all those matches at the start of the season lots of draws where, uh, yeah lots of draws lots of one-all draws and where uh, what they had to do was keep faith mm. and that is what they're all about so um yeah so so really good i like some of the uh, scenes of burnley you know backing up what i said last week a lot of terraced houses drizzle Part lane shipping, <laughs> it's it's all there. But the real and, star uh, of it is Vincent Company, really. Oh, Vincent Company, who comes out of it incredibly yeah. well, doesn't he? He certainly does, you know, mm. and he goes through his story, which is, you know, it's a story well with him. He grew up speaking French and then he uh, then he was speaking Dutch and, uh, you know, a deprived upbringing, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, what he's achieved mm. from there is absolutely fantastic. So he's the hero and uh, just him and, of course, Burnley as well. And the fact that they did uh, keep the faith with it and despite those struggles uh it was a a brilliant season for him last year brilliant yeah it's worth watching i just want to ask you before you go have you seen adam hill's documentary on disability rugby league it's called grow another foot i have and that is brilliant as well and i'll Mm. talk about that next week we will yeah we'll squeeze it next week definitely the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast shogel farkey the singer of the undertones (laughs) <laughs> that's just yeah that that's that could have been worse yeah. uh that code uh, yeah uh, tommy higgy finger uh, which was uh, yeah, the clothing yeah. brand Brilliant. a couple yeah. of them someone's yeah. mum they didn't put their name on that excellent uh it was a very good one uh which was kind of in uh in, on a simple yeah my mum sings i get knocked down and i get up again let's have another drink guitar <laughs> God knows why she thinks that's the lyrics. Yeah. Well, even here's a drink guitar, but that's a that's mum's for you, says one of the listeners. Thank you very much for that. And yeah, there was a where's it gone? There was a quite a good one there. Do do do, and it all disappeared. Uh, yes, um, my mother-in-law was uh, discussing the cooking skills of blooming Hestenthal. Yes, I think I mentioned <laughs> that, that was only that's right, only last <laughs> weekend. Very nice. And uh, Roman Pavlyuchenko was Pavlochenko. Of course he was. What a fine player he was. <laughs> so thanks for all of those. Um, my granddad used to call Rude Hullet Rude Gillette, which is not far off. Not too bad. Um, so, yes, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Nice one from Millsy. 20 years ago, I rang my mum for a score update when City were playing. She said, oh, it's 3-0, Anelka scored two, and Penn has got the other one. <laughs> Fantastic. A penalty, oh, of penalty, course. Yeah. Yeah, if you didn't know. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a bit of time. Your old mum there. Talksport.com <laughs> forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet <laughs> to TSH&J. Anything else, Andy? Yeah, I was thinking, what was worse? Eddie Jones berating the Australian press or his stupid hat? Oh, yeah, we talked about his hat. It's like we were thinking someone had said to him, you should wear that more often, Eddie. You look really good in it. <laughs> really terrible, I don't know if it was some it? sort of promo. It wasn't like an I'm a celebrity hat, wasn't it? Like it's such a strange, but he's so chippy. Yeah. I don't know what these blokes these coaches want what do they want the press to do hello Eddie you're just marvellous and we think the team are fantastic despite the fact that you've lost four in a row you've got absolutely no chance in the World Cup you're just doing great 
It, yeah. Is that what he wants? Well, I just think it was an opportunity for him to do an Eddie. You know, really, wasn't you're it? much better at doing that when you've actually won four in a row than when you've actually lost four in a row. That would mm. be a sort of better idea, I'd say. Yeah. Very interesting pictures of Colleen Rooney on the front cover of Vogue this week, and she's looking excessively tall, which is quite interesting. I think the photographer must have laid it on the pavement. <laughs> straight upwards. It's really fantastic. And it, there's news within the piece about it that soon she'll share even more details in a three-part documentary about the Wagatha Christie case. There, there can't be they've, any more they've details. They've wrung every there's last no drop more out details. Of it, yeah. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded today. We do it all again on Monday after another busy weekend's football. Most of it uh, you'll hear on TalkSport. Loads of live games for you this weekend. Um, as, and Danny Kelly joins us, of course, as we mm. look back on the Premier League. Andy Brassett, all the Monday regulars. Do hope you can join us. If not, the podcast will be available, as always, around four. But until then, great weekend, and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.